My name is Kiva Marie. My pronouns are she, her, or they, them, and this is the first episode of my podcast, Out of the Closet, Into the Woods. This podcast is going to be about a lot of things, my queer life, my mental health journey, and mostly about finding magic in the mundane. What is your deepest fear? What is the thing that goes bump in the night for you? For me, it isn't heights or spiders or a horror movie villain, but something terrifically nebulous. And I'm conquering my fear one day at a time. I'm here to tell you the tale of how I'm winning by failing. I think regardless of how competitive we are, most of us really enjoy winning things. Winning just feels good. Maybe it has something to do with wanting to feel special. Or maybe it's a vestigial hunter-gatherer instinct that triggered something good in our subconscious when our ancestors defeated a saber-toothed tiger or found the medicine that our clan needed to survive. Now, I'm not someone who's ever been good at feats of physicality. I'm only a meter and a half tall, I've worn glasses since I was six, and my interest in sports is fairly near zero. But the thing I have always been good at is taking tests. You know that horrible keener who throws off the curve for everyone else in the class? Yeah, that was me. I used to love telling everyone who would listen about how I got 102% on a test because I answered every question correctly and got the bonus marks. I wasn't trying to be an asshole or make anyone else feel bad about getting a lower grade. I just felt good about my accomplishment. But for so much of my life, that feeling of accomplishment was tied to something darker, more sinister. You see, my deepest fear is of failure. I think the first time I realized that I was afraid of failure was the first time that I ever failed a test. If you can believe it, that wasn't until I was in my second year of university. I had to take calculus as a requirement of my degree, and although I'd always been pretty good at math, I'd never been fast at it. And calculus was a brain stretcher in ways I'd just never experienced before. It wasn't my gifting. In addition, my professor for the course was an economist, a field that excites me about as much as sports, and all of the examples and practice problems that he gave were finance-related. It just didn't click for me, and adding that to the time pressures on me in the final exam, I failed the course. Hard. My initial response I can only describe as grief. I was angry. I wanted to blame my professor for not explaining things well enough or for setting an exam that was too hard. I was deeply sad, and I cried for a few days. I really felt like the red F on my exam was grading me as a person, which ultimately is the real reason for my fear. I think somewhere deep inside, buried deep down, I had this core belief that I really am a failure. And anything that confirmed this belief was the stuff of my nightmares. 
Now, I wish I could say that this one experience was the thing that made me want to turn it around and overcome my fear of failing. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. I had another period of doing really well in university, and I got my second degree. Along the way, I had a few perceived fails, like when I was third in my class instead of first. It's okay if you just rolled your eyes at me, even I'm rolling my eyes at me. But the point is, I continued to hold myself to standards that were so high, I couldn't help but fail from time to time. And each time I'd beat myself up for a few days and then stuff those feelings down and carry on. By the end of 2016, I found myself at the end of my rope. My professional career was going nowhere. My seven-year relationship had ended. With interest, my student debt ballooned to 600 grand with no hope of me ever being able to pay it back. My mental and physical health were both in tatters. Basically, my deepest fear was being realized. I was failing at everything. So I really only had one choice if I wanted to stay alive. I couldn't ignore my failure anymore. I had to face it. And then I had to sit with it for a long time. And it was really hard. Over the next 18 months or so, I moved back home with my very supportive parents. I built an amazing relationship with my new and still partner, Julia. Oh, and friends, let me tell you right now that I have so much more to say in the future about the healing power of radical queer love. I got some diagnoses from my doctor, which really helped me feel better about what was going on in my mind and in my body. And I still have this running internal monologue that I was just a big fat failure. But I was starting to change my mind about that being a bad thing. I realized a thing about failure, and that is that failure provides a huge opportunity. A few years ago, my life had been on this very clear trajectory, and I knew what my path would be. But then, when the path disappeared out from under me, although it was terrifying, I realized I could make my own path. So I started taking stock of my newfound mental and physical limitations, and I made a list of what my core values were. I realized that my core values didn't have anything to do with my grades or my bank accounts, and that being a busy professional was actually getting in the way of my core values. No wonder I was so miserable. No wonder I failed. This was ultimately what led me to acceptance of the failures in my life. And it also led me to challenge my internal belief that failing in external things also made me a failure as a person. I was able to reach out for help and undergo many months of therapy. I've met loads of other people who are chronically ill and financially struggling and lost a career, and none of them are failures as human beings. And now I actively seek out activities that have a risk of failure. I have taught myself how to draw and paint, and I now work as an artist and an illustrator. I draw 20 or 30 not great things for every one great thing. And I love and post everything I make, even when it's imperfect. I'm genuinely proud of what I make. I haven't sold very many paintings yet, and that's something I'm working to change. 
I'm also a gardener, and I believe that gardening is one of the best tools for learning self-acceptance. Sometimes you can try your absolute hardest and seeds still won't sprout. You can build the perfect garden bed and a hurricane can wipe out your crop overnight. That happened to me in September. You can be too tired or in too much pain to water your plants. And yet somehow the world doesn't end. Somehow I'm still a person worthy of love and other good things. So I wouldn't say I have it completely licked yet. But this is how I'm overcoming my fear of failure. By failing. Over and over and over again. And loving myself through it. Thank you for listening to my very first podcast episode. Before I sign off, I need to give credit and thanks to Callie Wright from the Queersplaining podcast. They graciously volunteered their time to teach me and several other folks the basics of podcasting, and they wrote the prompt for today's podcast. Their podcast, Queersplaining, is a fantastic collection of stories from the queer community, and I really hope you'll check it out. Thanks once again, and that's all for now.